going on, man? I want to welcome you to the show. We have a legend in the building, one of the greatest rappers of all time, especially from Harlem. I want to thank you for everything that you've done for hip hop. Dipset's own. Jim Jones, how you doing tonight, man? Welcome to the show, Sports of Hip Hop with DJ Matt Max. I'm doing pretty well. Congratulations on your upcoming albums. You got Gangster Grills dropping this Friday, January 14th on all platforms. What are the fans going to be getting here? Something similar to El Capo in the fraud department, or is it going to be something different? Because I saw you got Ross Swish and Fabio Foreign on there. Um, a little bit different from what people usually um, expect from me. Well, you know, as far as the usual uh, sound, um, more of a young, uh, energetic sound. I chose that all the younger uh, artists up and coming pick the record jump on it, then I jump on it with them. So I was like featured on most of these tracks, which is pretty good, takes it to a different direction. But it's all, it's all, it's, 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 it's all great, young, up and coming energy. And some of these kids very established already. So I'm looking forward to this. What's your take on the whole Brooklyn drill movement? Cause it seems as though that you embraced it being from Harlem. Uh, Brooklyn drill is dope. New York drill is dope. Yeah. We got a sound. We got a sound that we that we built. It's kind of, kind of migrated from Chicago to New York, and we definitely took it in, and it's doing pretty dope out here. I love the energy that, I love the energy that these kids are bringing to the table. I love the music that they're making. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know your favorite era in hip hop is the '80s with the breakdancing era. Rock Kim and Big Daddy Kane are your two favorite rappers growing up. I know that you met Rock Kim when you and Cam had the liquor store. Did you ever have the chance to meet Big Daddy Kane? Oh, I don't think that I've met Big Daddy Kane as yet. Not in, not, not, I don't think I formally met Big Daddy Kane as yet. <laughs> It'll soon come, eventually. You would love to do a record <laughs> with Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane, I'm so smooth. <laughs> smooth operator. Yeah. Ain't no half-stepping. We can go all day with that. We all know that you've been with Cam throughout the whole way here. A curious question that I did have, were you in the recording session from band from TV with Noriega and Punt? I can't even remember. Most likely I was. That was the era that wherever Cam went, I was there. There was no doubt about it. We was living together at that time. So 9.9 times out of the 10, Kappa was there. When it came to Jimmy, it was like me too. So you met Punt then? You met Pun before? Yeah, Pun was one of my close friends. Pun used to come get me from my house in the Bronx and take me to strip clubs and shit like that. Wow. Rest in peace to Pun, one of the greatest of all time. Harlem, another inspiration that you look up to is Big L, too. Rest in peace to him. Yeah, Big L is one of Harlem greats. One of the one of the MCs that put it on the map for us, actually. Like, you know, everything that you've seen from Harlem, from my, from, from my generation, has come after Big L. He kicked open the doors for us for Herb McGruff, for Mace to come through, for Cam to come through, for myself to come through, for Joel to come through, anybody that comes after us. When was it that you started to realize when you started going out and seeing that you were taking over, that this dipset movement was taking over once you guys were really making some noise out here? When was it that you recognized that, wow, we're really taking over New York? That's 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 a bit of history that I really can't remember when, we, when, when I figured that out, but I knew it was... It was evident. It was no way around it. It was no way. It was no way that you couldn't see it. You could. You, you had to see that what was happening at that time. So, you changed the culture. You brought jerseys into the game. You had your own style. And eventually, years later, you'd get your own Mitchell Ness Diplomats jersey, inspired by the New York Knicks. I know that was a dream come true for you, being from New York and being a Knicks fan. Well, that definitely was dope to have a 
diplomat in New York, Knicks jersey, uh, definitely was dope. He was in the NBA stores, they were selling it. Pretty dope. Shouts to Mitchell Ness. That was that was that was definitely a highlight. Also, the chalk line diplomats apparel that you had. I remember when that released. Could we be getting restocks of this eventually? Because I know there's some fans that didn't weren't able to get some of that merchandise. I mean, who knows? Maybe this year we might do a, a do it all over again. But we definitely sold that shit out in minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some dips at Ewing's too. Yeah, we should get some dips of you as Master Jersey. That's going to be fire. We Fly High, that was a, a big part of my childhood growing up. I remember going to the Palisades Mall and buying Hustlers product in my environment on CD. I know We Fly High, you have a love-hate relationship with it. There's times where you cringe when you hear it on in the clubs, and there's times that you embrace it because it was able to put you in rooms that you would have never expected before. Michael Strahan, did you ever have the conversation with him and thanking him for helping put that song and making it bigger than what it really was going on at the time and especially in the sporting events when the NBA really wasn't embracing hip hop. Yeah, I had a couple I had a couple of times uh me straight hand and shit like that. Shouts to straight hand very instrumental in the success of the Bowman record. Uh, I was pretty big at that time. Yeah, Ball is my record though above all it's a Michael Jackson hit, one of the biggest records in hip hop culture of all time. So you know you did <laughs> We know what this industry is. We know how it functions. I've heard you say in other interviews that you're loyal to a fault. I can relate to that. Is there something positive that you can take away in being loyal to a fault in this industry? Um, some positive. No, you got to be realistic with yourself when you know that loyalty runs in your veins. Sometimes it might catch you up for being for, for, for uh, putting all your efforts into your loyalty for whatever the cost may be. It all depends. And if somebody values you that much for your loyalty, then it works in your favor, then this is what you're being loyal for. But when people don't value who you are, it kind of changes the escape of things. I remember looking on your Instagram, and I don't know if it was an Instagram Live or an Instagram post, and you were saying if someone could send me some hip-hop CDs or hip-hop cassette tapes, did anyone ever send you any? Yeah, I ended up getting the shit low, but I ended up uh, uh, aborting that plan of action that I was going to do with all the old CDs and stuff. So, you know, I had ideas. Sometimes you have ideas and then they don't work out the way you want to. <laughs> What's an album that you still study from the era that you grew up in, either the 80s and the 90s? What's an album that still blows your mind to this day in hip-hop? Uh, Jay, Biggie, Tupac. One of their albums. All of their music, period. The music is timeless. Yeah. El Capo's viewed as one of the greatest hip-hop albums in recent times in 2019. It was one of the best hip-hop albums of that year as well. What's another album besides El Capo that you hold in high regard from your discography? Uh, Diary of a Summer is one mm. of my favorite albums. The song Harlem on there goes crazy. Uh, yeah, the song Harlem on there goes crazy. That's one of the classics, definitely. Then we fast forward years later, I remember when you released your album, Capital Perfect Day, what was going through your mind when you were making this song? Because you were able to incorporate sign language into it and you dedicated it to the troops at war, cancer victims and people going through cancer. What was going through your mind during this time when creating Perfect Day? Because it was such a different song for you. It was unique. Um, just doing something different. Uh, the producer was urging me to get on a different wave and end up being one of my favorite songs that I created. Didn't get it, it didn't get the 
the lightest shit ever, but definitely one of the one of the dopest songs that I've created so far. And we go all the way to the kitchen when you drop the kitchen. I remember when I first heard Eastside and Dave East, this kind of really put me on the Dave East. You know, I was tapped into a little bit before, but it really got my eyebrows raising when I heard that track between you two. When was the first time that you heard Dave East and met him? Well, shit, I know Dave East since he was young, since he was in college and shit like that. Coming up to the studio with my man, Big Bully. So Davis, Dave's been a member since he's been, since he's been a teenager, damn near. I know Dave. You have some more work with Arsonist on the way in the Heat Makers? Oh, definitely. Definitely some more work. Definitely some more work. We're about to go back in and do, uh, I would like to call it El Capo 2. I don't know if that's going to be the actual name of it, but we definitely about to go and start recording some more incredible music. That real hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> What's that connection that you've had with Arsonist over the years and which it's just so fluent once you guys just go into the booth all these years later after the history you've had with the Dipset Anthem and everything with Diplomats? Um, we just had a great connection and ended up working out his studio for a few years. Um, and it just, we just, our bond just got closer. We just started doing some incredible music. Arsonist is like, we, man, we got a bunch of music. We might as well do a project. And El Capo came out of that. And that was definitely one of my most memorable moments in, in, in my latter years. Like that's one of the one of the doper albums that I think hip hop has 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 heard from anybody. One hundred percent. You can go to bar you can go bar to bar with anyone in this game. An important song that you had off El Capo was State of the Union. Would you advocate that it's important for rappers to speak out about politics and what's going on in society or feel as though that it, it's up to the artists themselves because it could if they're afraid of that it may hurt their income. Um I think just talking about what's going on in the world period is is a responsibility of a of a journalist. And as artists, we are all journalists. So I encourage everybody to keep up with current events. And current events don't always mean that it's stopped. Uh, what we was at, Parmy? Oh, we were talking about your song State of the Union. And if you think it's important the for current artists. Event, to be current events don't always mean it's political, but for the most part, you know, it's keeping tune with what's going on because the people need to be uh, fully abreast to uh, what's, what's, what's going on outside. NFTs, you just recently announced some business with NFTs and things that you got going on. What made you want to get into the NFT business? Uh, probably was the first artist to get an NFT about going on two years ago now and shit like that. So I've been on it. I'm pretty fluent at it too. You heard? <laughs> One of my favorite hip hop songs of all time is Rock and Roll that you did with Raekwon on the Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang album. What was it like making that track with him? Uh, legendary. As you know, Ray is one of the, Ray is one of my OGs in this game. He's one of the people that I grew up watching and and, 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 and training my game after Ray get fly, he talk that lingo. He been doing this since I've been watching him in the tunnel with the V12 Benz Coupe and things like that, you heard? So. Shouts to Ray and the whole Wu-Tang Clan. You're Only built for Cuban links. Only built for Cuban links. Purple pack. You already know. Hey! <laughs> Classic. You recorded eight albums in 2021. You got a lot on the way. A Latin album. And the Hitmaker album, which people are really looking forward to. You got a song with Benny on there. Conway. We got some real hip-hop tracks on the way. When can we expect these albums to release this year? Do you have, like, a time period that you're looking for? Uh... Shit, I got a time. I'm, I'm releasing albums all the way to next September and shit like that. What's up with y'all? I'm good. What's up? What's up? I got um, I got albums coming out all the way up until next year. I got six albums that 
that currently I have in in store. So I'm just mark. I'm just putting them all all in the loop. Mm-hmm. The autobiography of Jim Jones is going to be very special. Yeah, that's going to be a, a very special album. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to sitting down with Heatmakers and starting that whole process. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a straight Heatmakers album? Because I know this is not, one of your last not. masterpieces. It won't be a straight Heatmakers album, but the tempo is going to start from Heatmakers. Going to start from Heatmakers. Nas, we got to get Nas on this because I know that you reached out to him and he liked the record that you sent him. I'm hoping that it comes through because Nas was one of your favorite rappers growing up. And you used to right, go through high school acting it. like that you're all dripped out like Nas. Yeah, you do a lot of history. You, you definitely know a lot. Yeah, Nas are uh, definitely coming up with one of my favorite rappers. I thought that Nas is one of the fresher rappers coming up. Um, he definitely set a lot of trends watching him on the TV screen. Um, Rockin' Helly Hansons, uh, Army, Army Jackets, uh, Army Hats, shit like that. Nas had a lot going on, man. He definitely put on put on for us. And I would love to do a record with him. Um, no, we see what we see what happens. If you could do a, a joint album with a 90s legend or an 80s legend, if you want to get interested with hip hop, who would it be? A joint album with a 90s legend, probably Snoop. Snoop Dogg. It's gotta happen. Speaking yeah. into existence, manifest it. Hmm. <laughs> What rappers have really pushed your pen throughout the years, Jim? What rappers? I'm curious. When in the booth, what when rap? it comes to this real hip hop stuff, because I put lyrics first. I care about the New York City hip hop and everything that you've done in history. Who's really pushed your pen when working with them? Um, two chains. Two chains. Why yeah. two chains? I'm curious about that one. I don't know. It's just every time me and two chains get on the record, it's just like I don't know. It's, it's weird. You did, but shout out to Two Chains. Everybody else is cool. I be, I, I don't really, don't really affect me, but I got old Two Chains once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious because I've seen the picture. I think I have the picture pulled up here. What was going through your mind when Cam came out with the pink outfit? I have you in the background here. I can see you in the back. What was going through your mind when Cam fashion, wore the pink? That was, fashion, that was a fashion show we went to, like a baby fat fashion show, I believe it was back in the day, with um. Russell Simmons' baby mother, Kamara Lee. That was that was Def Jam days. Did you think that it was going to have the effect in which Cam changed the game with that outfit? Because every time everyone thinks of Cam, they tend to think of that outfit and what he did for that pink attire that he had. So, before that picture, Cam was already fully infused yeah. in pink. People already knew what his color was from his cards, his clothes, or whatever. That picture was just an iconic picture, and it's kind of stuck for the world to see. You have a lot on the way here. I've been seeing people online. They've been wanting a Netflix series about Dipset. Could we see a movie potentially from you guys? Yeah, I mean, possibly. I'm hoping. I would love the world to see uh, the origins of the Diplomats and, and all the history that goes with it. You got a lot on the way. Anything else, Jim Jones? Hey, we'd love to let my audience know here that you have on the way that you want to announce because I know you got the Scram Jones album. You got a lot on the way. So the Bird Gang album, anything else? Nah, that's about it. Just look forward to all the releases that's coming out. Uh, this this Friday, Gangsta Grills is coming out. After that, we're going to go into Lobby Boys. After that, we're going to go into Hit Makers. After that, we're going to go into the Spanish album, then Bird Gang, then Scram Jones. <laughs> Jim Jones, I want to thank you for coming on the show here tonight. You're always welcome. I want to thank you for what you did for hip hop and, and keeping the lyrics alive because that's important. Not everyone cares about the lyrics anymore, and you've taken that 
a step up from where you've started and just keeping it keeping it at a level each time you release a new album and keep elevating because the game needs you you're a legend people need to recognize what you've done for hip-hop i want to thank you man no thank you appreciate i appreciate you and i appreciate all your support thanks man yeah jim jones thanks again man for everything that you're doing for hip-hop i look forward to the upcoming releases like i said you're always welcome on the show man keep doing keep doing everything that you're doing out here appreciate you no doubt man enjoy the rest of your night stay safe out here Hi, right, bro. You yeah. too. Peace, man.